You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Our uh, Milwaukee basketball insider joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, and uh, they're getting ready to take on the Detroit Pistons. How you doing, Eric? What's going on, man? I'm great. How are you? We're doing well. So this team is streaking right now, and uh, we were talking yesterday with Craig Kashan, and I said, look, they started out 2-2, two and two, and after that, I think it's like 15 of their last 16 or some kind of crazy number like that. Uh, what has been the, the flipping of the script after the first four games of the season when things began to fall into place? I know the schedule plays into it a little bit, but even losing Middleton, it seemed like things began to come together. So give me your assessment of this team. I think the big thing for this team has been figuring out kind of how to play with the lead. I think early in the year, uh, if you look at that Miami game, you look at that Boston game, uh, it was two spots where they got leads and then you know, let them slip away, and they just weren't quite confident enough with it, uh, relying a little bit too much on the three. Um, I think having a guy like Dante DiVincenzo kind of pop in the time that Middleton has been off and this team figure out a little bit better what they're doing defensively. They, they've they moved defensively from outside the top ten to the number one defense in the entire league uh, in that time. So, they are back to kind of where they were last year, where they're number one defense, one of the top three offenses, uh, and just kind of putting it on teams on a night-in, night-out basis. And I think largely it has been about them figuring out how to manage being good and being the team that you expect to win every night and going out and doing that. And, again, like you said, the schedule has been uh, favorable during this stretch, but you can't choose the teams that you play. And last year, I think there were times where they played bad teams. I think back to two games against the Phoenix Suns last year where they lost both of them, uh, where they were playing bad teams and they didn't control the things that they can control. They didn't take care of business and, and get the job done. They played with their food a little bit too much. And for the most part, we're not really seeing that this year. We're seeing them take care of business and, and do what they need to do. And I think that's, that's at least part of the maturation process that you're seeing a team realize that they are that good, that they aren't going to have a target on their back every night, but who cares? Let's go out. Let's get a lead. Let's keep it. Let's hold it. And and let's finish this out. Has that been a maturity process? That's been kind of a trickle down effect from anybody in particular, or just the team as a whole learning how to play with a lead? I think it's kind of the team as a whole learning how to play with the lead. And I think a lot of it, just comes from from Giannis and one thing I I've kind of been fascinated by this season is uh if you if you watch them play there'll be a lot of times where he makes a play for someone else and then the ball goes through and he does a little fist pump by his side and it's it's not congratulatory of anything he's doing it it just seems like someone that knows what the plan is supposed to be executing the plan the plan working and then finding satisfaction in how all of that works. And I think that's, that's the sign of maturity. It doesn't always have to be yelling and mean mugging and uh, screaming and 
you know, dunking everyone. It can be just making the right play at the right time, trusting your teammates and having that go through. Like that is something that I think we're seeing from him. And, uh, that feels like the next step. So, it, you know, if it does start with anyone, I think it starts with Giannis. But I think as the team as a whole has just kind of learned how to deal with leads, how to deal with success. And, you know, we often talk about how you deal with adversity, but dealing with, with success can be just as difficult for some teams. They they don't know what, it, what it's like to be on the front foot for an entire game. And, and we're, we've seen the Bucks do that now for – you know, the last two games where they won by 40, but really the last two weeks. The uh, the return of Chris Middleton, talk about that addition, because up until that point I was saying, look, I wanted to see more out of Bledsoe. I wanted to see more of guys kind of fill in those points that they had lost, and it all happened. We saw guys get other minutes. We saw, t- you know, th- this team kind of play different styles of basketball. That We saw them play big. We saw them play small. I don't want to say any time an injury is good, but was the injury – a tremendous learning opportunity without Chris Middleton. Yeah, I think you've you've seen Dante DiVincenzo pop a little bit in this time. I think you saw Wesley Matthews kind of figure out what his role was going to be on the team. And now as they brought Middleton back slowly in the last week, obviously he he didn't start until the last game against the Knicks. He had come off the bench the three games previously. All those guys kind of got to keep doing the same things, keep a lot of their confidence, and then you still have Middleton there to kind of close games and, and make sure that you know you're playing well when he's on the floor. And then when it flipped with him in the starting lineup, it, it kind of all felt the same. And you know, I think the it's kind of interesting to watch how Chris Middleton's career has kind of developed because. You know, early in his career, it would have been like, oh, you know, is he is he able to figure out what his spots are? Is he getting the most out of his talent? Is is he taking the next step? You were constantly kind of focused on him continuing to get better. And, you know, a couple times in the last week, Bud has just kind of said, like, you know, Chris is Chris. He's really good at basketball. <laughs> he, he's a really good basketball player. He's going to get to his spots. He's going to score. He knows what he's supposed to do in the offense. He knows what he's supposed to do in the defense. He knows how to lead. And it's it's just kind of interesting to see that over the years it's gone from what can Chris do and the possibilities to just knowing that he's good, just knowing that he is going to be a positive for your team. And uh, that's kind of been the thing that stuck out with me in the last week as you've watched him come back because you still get him being good and he's not really displacing any of any of those other guys. Those other guys that grew uh, either more comfortable or just grew, period, in their role with him out have been able to find kind of the same level of success, the same level of comfort, uh, and he's been able to just join seamlessly. Pleasure to talk, my friend. they got a big one coming up on uh, Friday night. I, you don't want to overlook what's going on tonight, but how big is this game as far as your litmus test goes uh, on Friday real quick? I'm so excited that the Clippers played last night and don't play again before Friday because that means I might actually get to see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the floor <laughs> as Clippers against the Bucks. There should be no load management. There should be no concerns about that. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited. I mean that that's the to me that's one of the two best teams in the West. I think they might be better than the Lakers, uh, and then you have the best team in the East with the Bucks. Those are the ones that, you know, you kind of get up for in this regular season where the Bucks have made a number of their games somewhat meaningless because they're just better than some of these teams. That is one that sticks out. I'm, I'm very excited about it on Friday. 
Good to talk. We will chat again real soon, okay? I look forward to it. Thank you. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Eric Name, our Milwaukee basketball insider, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.